This podcast is sponsored by Vigor Ground Fitness and Performance. Whether you live in the Seattle area or not, click the link below and find an opportunity to transform your body in 12 weeks or less where you get more structure, more access, more accountability, and a follow-along program that can give you the results to take you from point A to point B. Once again, click the link below to discover how you can do that. So we got some Q and A. So let's let's go through some questions. This Michael is your guys' chance to see how we do the podcast. We're gonna soon get a banner made behind us and everything. Hi, Mike. We'll have you, uh, Michael. <laughs> All right. I oh, promise. I'll, I'll I'll stop calling you Mike eventually. It's hard, man. Yeah. I always want to say it. It's. it's but it's easier. not my name. How it's hard easier. Is it? Well, I mean, no. technically, nobody's. I mean. Actually, I doubt anybody names their kid Mike. It always starts out as Michael. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, it's it's a biblical name, isn't it? Doesn't it mean uh, yours is servant of bro? Something it has nothing to do with being a servant. Helper. You know, help. Okay, helper. <laughs> I help people. All right, that's that's right. better than a servant. Service. You gotta admit, it's a service. Yeah, but I'm not a help. servant. Okay, and then what, what's Michael? I thought it was like an uh, an angel of something or something. It was like a gift. I, no, I don't. I don't think that was it. When you Google uh, it, it says okay. The fourth I think the point angel. you're trying to get across is everybody's name has something to do with like God, right? Except mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Shannon's. What was Shannon's? A gift of God. Gift Yours of God. was God. Mine was God. Yeah, mine was just God. Yours was something, and I'm like, what? The Actually, fuck? no, no. Mine was mine's demigod, so half God, half half man. All right, Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, that's what it is. That's not what Kanye means. I'm just saying that's something Kanye's, Kanye Kanye's would say. Kanye's a good ass name that. It has no meaning. <laughs> All right. So let me All get right. to the first question. All right. First question. What is, it's two part. What is the optimal time for protein intake? And is a bar better than liquid protein? Um, I don't think there's any op. I mean, there's many optimal times for protein intake. I think the most important thing is, is splitting up your protein and getting protein feedings throughout the day. So I would say the most important time to get protein in is just every three to five hours because that's what's been shown to spike muscle protein synthesis now i will say too that like the whole like post-workout window where if you don't get your protein in without within an hour you lose all the muscle gains or whatever that's some bullshit but it is true that if you don't get protein within two to three hours that's probably not going to be as optimal so i would say another optimal time is is somewhere in between like two to three hours after training probably two to three hours before training as well um and then you said is is bars better than powder yeah liquid. or liquid yeah i mean they're both made out of the same shit i think that like because because a protein bar has whey protein in it i would say I would say liquid protein probably because it's going to be absorbed quicker and because a protein bar typically, not all, but typically have so many ingredients that right. may not cooperate with your body properly or your gut that who knows if you're you're optimally digesting and absorbing yeah, that and, protein. And if there is a difference, it, it's probably minimal. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, like I'll do protein shakes over protein bars for sure because I think it's easier on your gut. I rarely ever, the only time I ever eat protein bars is if I'm like really on in a hurry to get like, I think I've had one protein bar in the last like month because it's just like, or if I'm going to a movie, you know what I mean? I, I feel like having a protein bar while I eat it, uh, watch a movie instead of like candy. But I would suggest Whole Foods, obviously. 
over anything. And protein bar is a fucking candy bar anyway. It is, man. It's a candy bar. Dude, you know Snickers has a protein bar now? Do they? Dude, it's it's Snickers protein. It's crazy. I, I, they probably just add almonds or, or extra peanuts into it because like they already have like seven yeah, grams. No, like yeah. So protein. I want to say it's like eighteen grams of bar. So I I'm pretty sure what they do is literally they probably reduce calories and fat or carbs yeah. a little bit, but I'm pretty sure literally all they do is add whey protein into the mix of the chocolate or whatever it is. Yeah. I want to try one though. They have a liquid form too. Put some put some protein powder in the nougat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know but dude, it's probably fucking good, though. I yeah. want to try it just to try it. If you put like uh, those Quest bars in the oven for like 10 minutes, they get kind of gooey. 10 minutes in the oven? Well, not like, like 500 not degrees. Not at 500 degrees, but like, yeah, you warm it up it a little gooey. bit. And dude, then, you, I, I thought you were just supposed to put it in the microwave for 10 seconds. That's what most people do, and it gets soft and gooey. Well, if you put the... That's what most people do. If you put the <laughs> oven on broil, and you just like... Okay. Try it. Yeah. That's crazy. Michael's getting all Rachel Ray over here. Yeah. A, little, a little closer to the mic, bro. Just try it. I always feel like when I listen, I always <laughs> just try it. I always feel like when I listen to the podcast, like it, like I turn it up because you start talking, I turn it up, and then all of a sudden, like me and Theo talks, and I'm like, oh shit, and I turn it down because it's just like we're yelling. Thank and you. I, and I just noticed that like me and Theo are super close to the mic. You're not, which is probably how we're supposed to be, but it's fine. It's not gonna happen. So next question. Next question. <laughs> and it's another two-part question. I, I love how you read like you're in like third grade. Look at he's like, so optimal time for a protein intake. <laughs> Tap his a finger bar. on each it's word. Like, it's like the Shaq commercial where the bouncing ball is going over the <laughs> <Yeah>. word. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> how to train and recover after meniscus surgery and or knee issues so this is actually this is a big one because like i i see a lot of people who come in with uh with knee knee issues yeah like, i had meniscus surgery so yeah acl acl stuff like so and a lot of it is is very similar so like i i tend to to stay away from you know explosive movements obviously with with those people because they're not going to be able to control it and most of the time those injuries happen because um, you know, when they're decelerating uh, from a high speed or, you know, from a high velocity, then that's what happens is they they just can't control it. So they'll end up tearing, uh, they'll end up tearing the ligaments. Now, when those people go through rehab or post-surgery, um, a lot of what I do is, is, is controlled negative. So, or, or pause reps like on RDLs or uh, hamstring curls and stuff like that. So obviously we want to strengthen the muscles around it. So, you know, let's take a squat, for example. Um, I'm not just going to have that person bang out, uh, eight reps on a squat. Yeah. Like I'm going to have them control it. And, and often I'm going to give them tempo. Um, you know, it could be a three, two, one tempo to where they're controlling down for three seconds, two second pause at the bottom, and then coming back up and even actually controlling, um, the concentric yeah. phase as well um, because I don't want those, those knees to collapse. Right. Um, and so it's going to be very basic for a while working and I'm actually working. I'm, yeah, I'm working with the guy right now um, whose, whose knees and hips and actually ankles are like his whole lower body <laughs> is just shot. Right. Like can't all walk. of his joints. <laughs> so a lot of what, I mean, we're doing a lot of band work. So working on um, stability as well. So like in, in glute activation, so getting the right muscles to fire, to uh stabilize the joints and then we can load it up so i um, like after that a i like bit. to do a lot and you kind of just said this but more specifically like i like to do a lot of hip dominant stuff with those people because right 
I think a big thing is is just having fear of doing any knee dominant. Like it, once you get knee, because I did the same thing. Once I had surgery on my knee, I was like, "Fuck, I am not gonna try to squat heavy." Like that's a fear or a lunge, right? So working in a lot of Romanian deadlifts, uh, box squats, things that still cause the knee to right, hinge, right. but more hip dominant movements will start to one, just like get you more comfortable with moving the knee. Um, and then you're going to build the muscles around it without directly putting pressure on that joint. Now, one thing that I would do is, is go back. So we have a knee issue. Okay. What caused the knee issue? Right? So I can't specifically say what caused my knee issue, but what I believe happened was, I had zero ankle mobility. I had zero hip mobility because I never trained. I never did any mobility. I didn't really stretch. I just played soccer. I was a kid. I like, okay, practice starts. I ran out there. I just started playing game starts. I just started playing. And then I tore my meniscus. So my thought is, and I tore it on myself. Like I was running and I took a wrong step. Right. So I decided that it's probably a lack of ankle and hip mobility because as we know, the body is layered in, in a mobility stability continuum. So ankles are mobile, knees are stable, hips are mobile. If I'm lacking mobility in the ankles or the hips, most likely my knee is going to try to make up for that. And what's going to happen is it's going to, something's going to break, whether it's a cap, a joint, a structure, the tendons, the muscle, whatever, something's going to happen. Not good in there because that knee is not supposed to be mobile. So for me, the way that I started getting like astrograss squats again was simply just working on ankle and hip mobility so my knee can just do the job of doing stability. Um, to, to add to that, uh, started incorporating bands. So I started doing a lot of like single leg movement helps a lot too because you have to stabilize a lot on that knee, even if it's just body weight, single leg reaches, single leg pistol squats to the box, but also doing like adding bands for hip abduction during a hip thrust, during an RDL, things like that. So you can start working the glute medius and like really ripping apart and creating stability in your hips and knees. I think that was huge for me. Right. I think it took, I think it took me a long time for, you know, some of my clients who've had knee issues, um, to really start implementing something a little bit more demanding. Um, but before even going into, uh, a jump, right? Like a squat jump or something like that. Like a death jump is actually really great. Say, yeah. So landing is just, key. yeah. So landing is the most, uh, essential phase, right. Of, of that, of that movement, right? Like you can jump as high as you want, but like it's, what when you're coming down like that's the part that's gonna right that's gonna hurt you so well and that's um, what like a lot of people forget to like realize is like like who nobody injures their knee trying to jump up they injure their knee when they're coming down or nobody injures their knee like while they're starting to sprint it's when they stop like for me it was changing direction that's when i blew my knee out right so realizing that is going to be huge but the problem is 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 like a depth jump's not sexy right like i want to do a trap bar deadlift jump i want to do like box jumps not fucking learn how to like hop off a box and land properly. Dude, dude, why did you say like that? Say what? A depth jump's not sexy. It's like a depth jump. Bro, I didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. Did, did he not, not? We'll put it back. Did, guy, did, did he not just say it like that? Yeah, like, this is true. hella seductive and shit. Hey, man, I'm seducing. I mean, nothing's wrong with it. Yeah. I'm just saying. Sexy. I'm right. You're wrong. That's the way I talk about it. <laughs> sexy. <laughs> That's just sexy. All right. Did we, did we answer the question? I don't even yeah, remember I think like I, I think at the end of the day, if you're trying to work on knee issues, start working hip abduction. Start working on strengthening in hip-dominant movements. Um, start slowly working on knee-dominant movements. And by doing that, you're doing either body weight or you're doing lightweight and you're controlling the movement down. You're pausing at the bottom and you're doing – in fact, that's something I like is doing tension squats. Take like a 10 to 20-pound kettlebell, super light – squat into a deep position or even at parallel if that's your range and just 
apply pressure and tension in your hips and just ripping the band apart, ripping the floor apart, gripping the floor, learn how to do that. Um, and then work ankle and hip mobility. You do all that stuff. The knee will slowly get better and better. And sooner or later you'll be squatting again. All right. I think that's the best way to go. You have the next one. Oh, okay. All right. So this is a long one, but we got to address this cause this is, uh, this hit home, um, hit a nerve. So I had an online client that hit me up with a question. Um, so I'm not going to say any name, but I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it off real quick and then we'll, we'll rant on this for a little bit. I had a question regarding lifting. I've had more than one person tell this to me recently, and I was curious as to what they meant. And if you could shine some more light on the issue. So the other day I was at the gym, I was lifting. I was about to do my deadlifts. A friend comes up to me. She does bikini shows. She has done bikini shows before, and I think she's training for one now and was like, let's see. So I, said damn it okay and i'm okay i'm not gonna read everything so she started deadlifting she started deadlifting. she and then the lady told her she said she doesn't use very heavy weights at all just higher reps i didn't ask her to clarify higher reps because she doesn't want to gain muscle she just wants to lose fat and she was saying something along the lines of the amount of weight you lift doesn't matter she herself was unable to lift the weight that I was lifting, 35s on each side of a standard barbell, which is 115 pounds. But to be honest, she looks like she had more leg muscle than me and she was leaner than me. So I was pretty surprised. She was like, yeah, when I do these, I just use the bar and I do circuits. This is a variation on what some other guy at the gym told me a couple months ago when I just started and he was trying to help me with my form. He was like, the amount of weight you use doesn't matter. It's not about how heavy you can lift. It's the form. Don't worry about the weight at all because results have nothing to do with the weight you use. And I guess he used to be a personal trainer and he sounded pretty legit. So regarding what the lady, uh, the bikini competitor said, I don't know. Because if she, if I just lifted the bar, that would be so easy like I had, had to use no effort at all. I don't understand how she can train like that and see these results. Because if I lifted the bar and only the bar, I would literally be having effortless workouts. I do get what they were saying about not sacrificing form, but I don't understand the weight part. So, so obviously genetics plays huge a, huge, role. a huge role in that. Um, and that's, and that's pretty much what I said. First of all, we don't know because we can't see the lady that said this to her, but my guess was that she's probably been in the fitness game a long time. She either a has good genetics or B has good genetics and she's been training a long time. Now I know guys that have in, in old school bodybuilders are good proof of this. They've been training stupid for 20 years, but guess what? They've been training for 20 years. You're going to build some fucking muscle. I don't care what, how you're lifting. Right. Um, so the, the question is simple. Like, are you trying to wait 20 years to look like that? Or do you want to do it safely, be able to get strong? Um, and then the part about not like the weight you lift doesn't matter. Like that's just complete bullshit. Right. Yes. And this is what I told it to. I said, form is absolutely key. If you can't lift that weight with proper form, then don't lift it. But if you feel like your form is solid, you need to add weight yeah. to the bar. Like lifting weight is going to create energy expenditure. Energy is calorie. So, and I don't care what anybody says. If I do a five by five deadlift, I'm going to burn a shit ton of calories because that shit is hard because I'm lifting heavy, right? Plain and simple. Um, so it's hard to like really dive into, but at the end of the day, the weight lifted on the bar does matter because that applies to volume, right? Volume is, is the key factor in really building muscle and strength, but that applies to burning calories and achieving a better physique because with more muscle, you're going to burn more calories in everything you do and everything you don't do because resting metabolic rate is going to raise too. So I think, adding weight to the bar is crucial. So building strength, especially for women, like I think that's huge because you're going to get a lot more out of it. The hormonal benefit of lifting heavier weights for men and women is huge. That's going to play a big role. Um, 
And, and at the end of the day, like you just feel better. Like that's, that's, what's really going to, especially like I notice a lot with my women, like, and people can contest to this. Like when they lift heavy, they feel better. It's more empowering. They feel more confident. They love being at the gym more. It's fun. And it gives you a metric that you can chase without staring at the scale. Right. I agree. But like, and going back to the whole genetic thing too, like that person could probably do, again, we don't know, but that person could probably do pretty much anything and start to get, get cut up. Yeah. But this person probably has also been, you know, consistently training for, uh, for a long time. And, uh, you know, she, so her body is just used to working, you know, in a, in a certain capacity. Um, and you know, she's probably on point with her nutrition and it's just kind of like the lifestyle that she lives. So it's, but it's super interesting to me that, you know, people will look at, um, you know, somebody else and say like, man, like I want to look like that. So I'm going to do this style of training. And, and, you know, it's kind of like the episode that, you know, that we did with, with Kaiser where she was like, man, like, you know, I've always kind of just really just put on muscle, you know, so somebody like that doesn't really have to do a specific program or specific protocol to look a certain way. Right. Like, yeah, it's going to help that person, but at the same time, like, you know, like I, I, what works for me might not, might not work for you. Well, and like going back to what she said in the thing was like, she's done bikini competitions and she's getting ready for one now. Mm -hmm. So maybe three months ago she could lift that weight, but maybe she's just been dieting herself to shit. And we got to remember too, a lot of these people that you see on Instagram, they do that once a year and they post pictures forever or they're dieting down and they're smiling and they're happy. And then they go home and they're like, fuck, I feel like shit. I'm tired. This sucks. Like my strength is going through the floor. So who knows really what that situation is about. So you got to take that into play too. Like who knows what her health is really like. Right. So I think that's a big play. And that, and that goes back to the whole longevity thing that we were talking about in the previous podcast is just like being in it for the long game. Like I, I know, like I don't like to look at somebody's physique and be like, Oh, this is what I want to look like. Right. But there's a few guys I look at that I follow that who are knowledgeable. And I'm like, man, I would love to like kind of have that build and be that lean and stuff. And if you look at what they say, like, and this is the reason why I respect them and I follow them a lot is because they're like, this is exactly what I do. Here's my program, everything. And then parentheses, remember, I've been doing this exact thing for 10 to 15 years. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so that's why they're ripped and jacked and really, really fucking strong. It's because it just takes time. So if you look at them, if you look at that lady, Five years ago, she probably didn't look like that. So, like, consistency always plays everything. But at the same time, that girl that messaged me, if she deadlifts heavy like that with good form for five more years. Consistently, (laughs) yeah. She's going to look and feel a lot better. Yeah, she's going to be able to fucking zebra kick that (laughs) girl in the face right off that bar. Zebra kick? Yeah, man. Come on, man. You've been watching Planet Earth. You've seen how a zebra kicks. Uh, I haven't seen the zebra one, man. Dude, they've... They send they send lions flying. Oh, for real? Yeah. Just like a back, like a like a yeah. horse one. There's one where it like it's breaks like this lion's kick. jaw like a, and the lion knew the lion's jaw. Damn. Fucking sideways, dude. Yeah. That's crazy. Cracked it. Anyways, next question. All right. How can exercise? <laughs> how can exercise help fight depression and state of mind? Man, this I think. Well, just from my perspective, not that I had like a you know severe case of depression, but I think that you know just like you know a lot of guys go through like early twenties, um, you know late teens, early twenties. You you really like if you're struggling to find yourself and you don't know exactly what you're passionate about, you don't have everything figured out, you don't know what you want to do for the rest of your life. Like fitness for me just became a vehicle to really because I had complete control of it, right? Where I where I felt that. 
I didn't have control over other areas of my life. So it became like, okay, well, man, like this is something that took, you know, a long time. And now like I can see there's a difference that's made every single day when it comes down to uh, nutrition, um, training every day, uh, my recovery. So like all these different components that that played a role into me transforming my body. And then I, I started to get more confident. I realized that, um, you know, I've, I've empowered myself to do something and that I've, again, that I've taken control of my life. And then really it just, man, it just went into different avenues. And, and that's where I started to realize like, man, like not only can I make this career, but I can make this a lifestyle as well and then show other people how to do yeah. it. So for me, like now, obviously, you know, we're running this podcast. Um, and, and, you know, I've, even though I don't have, you know, like this incredible, you know, reach, like there's been a ton of people that I've helped out that have just made that whole, uh, process worth it. And it just, just took for me to get to a certain point in order to make that happen. So, um, you know, I can't really speak on, uh, you know, on a psychiatrist, scientific uh, level. on a scientific level. Um, but I can just speak from my experience and how it helped me. And, and hopefully somebody can, can relate to that yeah and i think like speaking of a scientific level like i mean if we look at the hormonal like benefits of training like it's all there right and and the release of endorphins and the just like like everybody knows that feeling like when you go to the gym especially when you don't want to be there and then when you leave you feel fucking accomplished so going back to that like having control and power over something in your life this is something that you can control right mm -hmm. our body is a vessel in this game and and it's one of the only things in life that no matter what anybody says we can control and take power and, and determine the outcome of that and i think doing that gives you power uh to to change a lot more in your life right. you know and, and it just it spills into every other aspect. We all know, like, if your body's on point, your being, so your mindset's going to be on point, and your business is going to be on point, your balance, so your relationships are going to be on point, and all those things just play together to make anxiety, stress, depression, all these things go away. So I think it's just it just helps to reassure your confidence and your control and the power you have over your own life. And then, and like I said, from a scientific level, we have studies that actually show like it does improve endorphin release that helps you be happy. It, it reduces cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone that can create less stress, which is going to help relieve anxiety and all that stuff. You're going to sleep better, which is going to cause that. Um, so there's a ton of things. And then on top of that, just confidence. Man. Right. Like I know for me, that was huge. Like when I really got in the gym and started doing stuff, I felt so much better about myself. The things that I didn't have control over that I would stress about in the past, I didn't didn't stress so much about them. Yeah. I, I, well, I know that for me too was like, man, if, if, if I do anything right, like I know that I'm my happiest when I'm on like a constant, you know, state of like growth and expansion, yeah. right? When I, when I'm constantly, and that's why we set 90 day outcomes, right? So we're always reaching for something, but if I don't do that, then I find myself, you know, kind of like slipping into like this, what, what we call the drift and, and really just like, you know, questioning, like why I do what I do and, yeah. and, and different shit like that. So, and it's actually proven, right? Like human beings, like look at like how we've evolved over, over time, right? Like we're constantly doing new things. Like we're shooting Instagram live right now. Um, and, and people are watching this. Like, it's just that, that wasn't available 10 fucking years ago. Yeah. And like how far that we've come, like, so, and, and that's just from somebody who, who sat down and, 
and was and was growing and expanding their mind into something that they were passionate about and and now it's and now it's flourished right so like you just gotta have to you you really just have to find that thing and i think again like going back to fitness being the vehicle um you know whenever you're like the the, the human body wants to move and your brain is going to react in a different way to when you do that on a consistent basis right mm-hmm. so like in and fueling it the way it needs to be fueled so with whole foods drinking a lot of water and and doing the other shit that we talked about as far as uh, in, in the previous episode of, you know, prebiotics and probiotics. So making sure that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like making sure that your gut is on point and how that second brain is going to affect everything else. I think like anybody who struggles with this, like I know like when I, when I struggled with this more and when, when I was in a place where I wasn't happy with myself and I doubted and I feared and I had a lot more anxiety growing up, I think that you're more quick to shut ideas down, right? So like somebody's like, oh, like fitness will really help you change your mindset. You're gonna be like, yeah, I know, but I gotta go to the gym. And it's like, and you kind of shut it down. And in my opinion, this, and this is literally non, like there's no like reasoning behind it. It's just like, sometimes you just gotta look at people that do something and see the result they're getting and just trust in it, right? Instead of trying to figure out all the reasons why fitness can improve uh, your your mood and your energy, all this stuff, just look at people that do it consistently. Like you said, like when you are active every day, you are more in line with your body, with your being, with your life. That's proof, right? I can look at you and be like, damn, like because of fitness, he's in a much better place, whether that's your career or not. And you should just take that word and just and just live it and just know that it's going to work out for right. you. So I think everybody and, and it and like so like I'm I'm leaving for New York in a couple of weeks and like I already told Shannon I'm like yo like I know we're on vacation but I'm gonna be training every day and it, and it it might be me in there for ten minutes in the hotel gym but I need to move because there's something about it right it's just like meditation there's something about it that centers you and that just helps you like get through the day and keep yourself grounded and I think that's the most important thing so and shit listen to the Kaiser episode if you haven't already on that note because just moving. Like not, not even just training, just being more active. I think is the hugest thing. I agree. That's it. That's there's no more questions. Nope. Oh, dope. Did we get any on here? Everyone oh. just said hi. Oh, <laughs> hey guys. Well, what's up? Happy should- Saturday. All that good stuff. If you love the Mind vs. Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag mind versus muscle.